Welcome to Serial Podcast 9. Hi, I'm Kevin, and I have four right-hand drive Toyotas. And I'm Gerardi Peralta, and I have various right-hand drive vehicles. <laughs> I'm Ryan Benoit, and this is Serial Podcast 9. Today we'll be talking about right-hand drive cars, inflated pricing, uh, demand and supply, it's rare parts, not so rare parts, but popular parts, parts that are vastly overpriced, parts that nobody gave a shit about, but all of a sudden are really, really, really popular and expensive. All right. For context for everyone who wants to kind of like give an image of what we've gone through in Canada, say for like the last 15 years, I guess, with right-hand drive vehicles. All right. So in Canada, we have a 15-year rule. So that means we've been having right-hand drive JDM cars for quite some time. I had a shop back in 2006, seven, eight, and that's when R32s first became available and we had tons. Uh, everybody's dream car was an R32 and they would buy them and they have a 100,000K service life. So everybody would buy these cars and they would drive them for a month or two and they'd blow up, but they were still cheap. So at one point I had a parking lot full of blown up GTRs and nobody gave a shit. They were fairly worthless and I mean... Since then, you could import, you know, 90s, 81s, 100s, Laurels, S13, 14, 15s. And they were all, you know, you could get cars for decent prices. And all of a sudden, cars are priced to the moon. Back in the day, if you were going to buy like a JZX, <laughs> what would be, what was like the average kind of price that you would be paying for one of those cars? Uh, I mean, so generally the stick cars are about three to 5K higher. So I, I think you'd still be paying... Uh, eight to like 12 maybe something like that i mean a real nice one would be like 12 you think you're paying like 12k back in back in those times well when well i mean when it was legal you mean a 90 yeah like or like an 81 or like i feel like the cars in the beginning were expensive because there was very limited people importing them who knew what hoops to jump through and how to get them imported they were super strict about the inspection like People were putting Accord headlights. Oh yeah, we did a bunch of those because they were DOT and like fully installing illuminated like reflectors off a trailer and into the quarter panels. But then everyone figured it out, and the prices of everything came down because everyone could import it for you, and the import fees kind of came down. Like the, the other thing is like the that Land Cruiser market or the right-hand drive. I mean the Toyota, Toyota yeah, Toyota truck market. Can get fucked like you know it doesn't even have to be the right hand drive thing at that point it's literally like yeah. like try to get a toyota truck right now so i would add coming from saskatchewan obviously i have only been in bc for seven where's years. that above montana uh, where's that uh, <laughs> i don't know uh by moose Tail? i think i kind of agree with you what happened initially it seemed like uh there was a ton of like curbside kind of like right-hand drive dealers that opened up like i remember yeah Japanoid. all over the place you could just like bill imported and the prices were all over the place and skyline shop bro <laughs> skyline shop uh import concern in alberta like there was stuff like that so you have this sense of like everyone was trying to do it everyone was trying to make a buck off of it in that it weeded out a bunch of like shady people and people started doing it for themselves and then your prices it was like Whoever was importing the car initially was paying the brunt of the fee, as you would expect with a car, right? Like, it's like, 
okay, it's going to devalue. Like you just expect it to go down in price. Now it seems like we're on the opposite thing. So for instance, I bought my five-speed Aristo for nine grand seven years ago. And now it's like, how much is that worth? Like, I, mean, I don't know, like, 20? Who, who really 25? has the money though to import a fleet of vehicles and sit on them for seven years? Velocity. <sighs> yeah, but they're not importing the right vehicles. I mean, they got a bunch of they got a bunch of vehicles, nice, not nice, you know. But yeah, they they have tons. I'm Apple surprised was. they're still going. Yeah, Apple was importing a ton of like crazy high end cars or anything that's like. I mean, they're very and modified, they're, and they're financing them, which I think also yeah. probably helps. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's how they can justify those prices too. It's like because they, you know, as a 19 year old kid, you can just walk in and be like, yeah, like I'll pay for this car for the next 13 years, like. Yeah, so now you're well, buying a 15 to 20 year old car for like yeah, twenty thousand yeah. to thirty thousand yeah. dollars. And I, I guess the question I have, in your guys' opinion, you are they worth twenty thousand dollars? Is a is a JZX100 worth the thirty thousand or twenty five thousand dollar like price tag that people are putting on? I mean, realistically, man, it's worth what you were going to pay for it. It's, it, I mean, I mean, if you want a JZX100, right? Like this is your dream car. You know, you've played. You played Gran Turismo, blah, blah, blah. You, you've watched all the option videos. You wanted JZX. You wanted JZX 100, the chasers, the, the fucking cat's ass. You want it. Like, what's the difference between 15 grand and 22 grand? Well, you know? about seven grand. <laughs> but I mean, that all comes down to like having the money too. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there, you know, we, there was a, a $40,000 JZX 100 that was sold recently and like it had a ton done to it. It was a sick car, but like, do you have 40,000 US to spend on a car? Is that your only car? Do you park it on the street because you live in an apartment in San Francisco? It, you know, like, I mean, let's just, let's just, let's know? just back it up a bit here. Um, so my Aristo was originally purchased for $2,400 landed. No, it was, it was like 1800. I think it was like, I don't know. It was like under three grand landed. It was yeah, free. Yeah, they, sorry. They paid, it was. They paid Gerard to take the car. Yeah, and then what was your Alteza worth, Kevin? Like uh, the, the Alteza was, I think, thirty one hundred landed. Okay, yeah, and I mean, I had a, a Crown wagon for like six grand. Uh, JZS one seventy one W, like you know, one JVVTI wagon. It was like six grand. I had a Verosa JZX. That thing landed was shit i don't know 2800 bucks and this was only like three or four years ago yeah and yeah when i was looking for the the whole reason i bought that alteza was because a motor and transmission set out of an alteza on ebay or whatever shipped to me was was basically 200 dollars less than me buying that entire car yeah so I was like, i'll just buy it take the motor and transmission out that i want sell the rest of the car and recoup all of my money for the motor and transmission again Fun fact, I also bought a second Verosa for the Arrow, and that thing landed. It was a 1G car with 18-inch wheels, Arrow, and in immaculate condition. Landed was like, I don't know, four grand or 3,800 bucks. So I sold the car, sold the wheels, kept the Arrow. It paid me a bunch of money to have the Arrow for my other Verosa. So then, Kevin, same question. Is the asking price for JZX100 right now is that value? Like, do you find value in that? Do you think it's worth it? I don't really have enough 100 experience. Like, I, you know what I mean? I haven't like driven one for long periods of time. I've never like driven one seriously on the track. 
I mean, I also oh. feel like you're talking to two of the guys that like kind of don't give a shit about 100s. Like we're just Kevin would easily, you know, and has built an Alteza that has a 1J. So essentially, it's the same car. I would, you know, rather have a 110 because it's it's the same car and it's. Cheaper I mean, I don't really it. think the 100 and the Alteza are the same car, Drew. I don't really know how you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, you don't care enough about a 100 to like. No, I don't. Pine, I, yeah, pine I, over like, a 100 versus just no. buy a crown no. or buy any other jzx powered car JZ. yeah no totally well, i think what i'm doing here though is i'm not asking like what are you pining over i'm trying to get no no, no i objective yeah. objective idea yeah no I, I do do i think that the car is worth that much personally no because i i yeah I, maybe it's just like that whole being cheap or not really caring but it's like why would I why would I pay that for that when I can get like when I can just buy a crown? So I personally no one's gonna ask me, but I'll answer it anyway. I fall more into the Kevin camp, but mine comes from probably just being older and have seen the prices the way that they were and being like, man, like Carter, for example, bought his for like 9k or something like that, right? And now there's a sense where it's like, well, you could sell it for 22, and it's like knowing that that car was bought for 9k and in my mind i, I mean i thought he already had someone who was yeah, willing right. to pay 30 us when like yeah i didn't the minute to, it's legal i didn't want to throw that out there i didn't know if that was <laughs> anyway but yeah maybe. i mean i didn't i didn't really feel like we were like being shy on talking about the price yeah, right, 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 okay. right so, now so. someone wants to give him a, 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 a big chunk of money for yeah. his car but and it's just knowing that thing right it's also like i originally was an s chassis guy i loved s13s I bought the first 180SX in Saskatchewan because uh, like, I knew that I had to go to the insurer and have them put 180SX into the system. And I <laughs> bought it for like $7,500 and it was like below 100,000 kilometers. It was in pretty good shape-ish. Um, and now you look at prices even of like S13s. They're super high like from coming from Japan. It's just but like I mean, it's all relative, right? Like A, it's like the supply is drying up. And then B, there are way more people into it. And that's just the whole thing of collectibles or or, or rare items or or desirable items. It's like, if if nobody gives a shit about them, you can buy them all day long. But if everybody wants one, the price is whatever someone's going to pay. Like if you got McDonald's worker A who's going to spend all his money on a $15,000 JZX when you got like, I don't know, tech guy B who has a bunch, way, a bunch more money and he's he, he's he'd drop 25k no problem and then all of a sudden jzx that's, 25 that's what grand. i was saying it's like you know what i mean like it's i've it's, never it's, met it's a, a tech guy that knows what a jzx 100 what a, is, what what a JZX is. Yeah, yeah you guys yeah. when is the last time you've been in a computer office <laughs> hey maybe he designs fr legends or something you know i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> you know what they're spending their mics on bicycles that's what they're spending their money on true, bicycles that's true. Seven thousand uh, dollar bicycles. Yeah, man. They got three of them. They're spending their money on bikes. It's like it's not it's not JZX though. It's like every Gran yeah. Turismo car. Yeah. Like every classic nineties Japanese car but that see, you could possibly think is cool. Like FC, FD, NSX, Supra. Yeah. Like all the, of the, the JZXs, all of the Skylines, like is a Skyline R34 
a quarter million dollar car? But the, the answer big, is no. The answer but, right now is yes. Hey, question is why? Yeah, for example, yeah, well, I mean, the question is like, how, can you get one? Let's say, let's say you, you know, you, you grew up playing Gran Turismo. You're like, fuck, that thing is sick. I want a GTR, N1, NUR, whatever, you know, or a, or a LM. You're making it even limited. Too crazy. Like you're making yeah, a, like one you? of 400 cars. Like just I know, but that's like, what I'm saying. Those are the cars even that are normal. Just make it even a normal right. R34. But those are the cars yeah. that are fetching that money, right? So now you finally have the money. You want that car. It's not really available. And it's just like buying a Porsche or buying a, uh, you know, like a rare Mustang or something. I have a friend who drove an FD, sold it, made a decent amount of money off of it. And he was like, I'm going to buy an R34. You know, like that's what I'm going to do. So he was like, I'm going to spend up to $110,000 on this car. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like he makes good money. He comes from like a car background. And he said, I'm going to buy that car. And every time he went to auction, he got a bid on it. And then finally, one of her other friends stopped him and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Just buy a Porsche 911 Turbo for like 90 or 80, yeah, or whatever yeah. the price was. Like you're fighting over this car that's not going to perform at what you're paying for. Like you're paying that price for a car that's not going to meet the performance requirements. But I mean, like what does a fucking Mustang handle like? It handles like garbage. It, it, nobody gives a shit. It's just because it's a rare vehicle and, you know, it has that status. Yeah. So now are you talking about classic Mustangs? Like, or yeah, of course. Okay. Well, and, so, you know, desirable I mean, like, What about I, like a classic Skyline or like, you know, a classic yeah. Laurel? Same thing. It's like, they are so expensive, but like, they're, you know, like, are they like right. the best performing no. car? No, you're buying it because exactly. you like the styling and the, yeah. like the sound of the motor. And rarity. The look. Yeah, they're Which, priced that way because of the rarity. Which actually brings me to my next kind of point, because we've kind of touched on like the muscle car thing. And I wonder, do you think muscle car guys went through this where there was like, cause <laughs> where they were like, man, people are paying shit tons of money for this car. And it's like, I'm going to dump it on the market and then things are going to settle down. And then I'm going to like level up and buy a different car or like, because the truth is most of these guys, I don't think stop caring about cars. Now when no. I say this is like, a lot of the dudes that have these Japanese cars now, the right-hand drives, especially in Canada, are seeing all the dollar signs that are attached to the right-hand drive that they have. And are it's like open season. Everyone's tossing their cars up. Uh, and then you're seeing, like, they're going into the waffle houses. So that's another thing that probably helps keep the numbers a bit higher. Yeah, um, and also in Vancouver right now, that you can't drive your car, so that's right. like it's it's literally just a huge bag of money sitting there that you're not getting to enjoy. If desire. you can find the buyer for it, which is also I mean, thing, oh, right? I mean, let's just stop for a second too. And the huge elephant in the room is just goddamn coronavirus. I think that's a huge player in the inflated pricing of, you know what I mean? Like people, like people can sit on their computers for for hours on end and just look at these cars and then be like, you know what? Fuck, I, I can't can't travel i can't do this i'm just gonna buy this car and then exactly. it's like oh it happens to be to five Europe this year so now you can like spend a bunch of extra on some yeah. toy yeah oh wow it's five thousand dollars more like whoopty fuck and then it's like oh shit like this guy's buying it for you know and then the next guy and the next guy and the next guy so coronavirus thing has like totally affected just the entire used car market, yeah not, not everything just like the jdm car market because they used to have like all these rental cars being dumped <laughs> into used car market so people, that was a huge pool of cars for plebs to buy. Bro, our Sienna is a used rental car. People are like, <laughs> oh shit, like I don't want to be on the bus and be in public transit 
with people. So they're like buying cars when maybe they wouldn't have bought cars before. The like amount of imported cars is way down. Factories shut down. So like the amount of new cars being produced is also way down. So it's like the kind of perfect storm of like all of the supplies of cars being down, but also all the demand for cars being up. Listen, you guys, I didn't come here to talk about economics. With, you know, I came here to shit on people spending too much money on right-hand drive. Like, you know, is an R31 like worth what it's worth? Or do you just love it because you love that that vibe and that nostalgia? That was a really weird example. Yeah, what, who loves R31? <laughs> yeah, like R31 house does. Here's the thing for me. And like, so people have this focus on, let's call it a JZX100. People have the focus on the Supra. People have the focus on, I mean, you know, you can't really get away from an FD or a or an FC or an NSX. Those are those are only those cars. But like within the JZX families, like, yeah, you have the Aristos, you have the Crowns, you have the the 110s, you know, and, and in the Nissan camp, you have the Laurels, the Stagias, the, you know, I mean, the R, anything that's R chassis, is huge money, but I mean, you can literally just buy a fucking Laurel, like an art, like a C34 or a C35, and it's the same fucking car. I mean, it's a sedan, but like nobody really gives a shit about those. But you could easily build that car to be super sick. But like, it if it doesn't have the Skyline or doesn't have the Chaser or doesn't have the Supra, I guess people just want the iconic cars. So it's yeah, not like I, I think that's a value. That's a valuable way to look at it. I was going to say yeah. this from the last time we got we talked. Yeah, and you guys shit on the Aristo and the Alteza, which I thought was pretty funny. And then I was like, I like both of those cars, and I just let you shit on them for the sake of it. Hey, 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 hey! I would say if I had a JZX100, like a Chaser, instead of the Aristo, a hundred percent, I would have been way more into it. So let's just say that, because I mean, Aristos are cool and they're different and they're whatever. They come with the two JZ, but fuck those cars. They're fine. All right. So is the Alteza. I wanted to say something. You know how you're talking about like muscle cars? Yeah. Do you think within the next whatever, 10 to 20 years, as all these people who like really loved muscle cars, like pass on, do you think like, like the market's just going to be flooded with these muscle cars that people don't really care about and the price of them is going to come down? Uh, here's what I'll say about that. This is the only take I can have on that is I have no fucking idea about any muscle car but somebody must care about it there still must be a niche out there that's going to prop up that market i would imagine and then i imagine that'll be kind of the same thing it's like i feel like our generation is going to sit around and lust over like 90s and very very early 2000s like japanese cars i feel like honestly it's like the last era of like raw and acceptable cars like like there's still like raw supercars and raw like the pinnacle of each car like the gtr you know and the and the super is not raw you know what i mean come on but i mean like dude compared, realistic, yeah. compared to like okay like where i was going with this was like i was listening to musk and he was talking about how you know he kind of feels that like non-self-driving cars in the not so distant future are going to be like horses it's like, it's not that horses aren't around. It's just horses aren't transportation. Horses are a hobby. Horses are like, you know, something yeah. that you do for fun. And uh, that's what a non-self-driving car is going to be. But are you going to want to drive your 2012, 2018, like Sienna? I feel like you're going to want to drive something like more visceral, 
and raw if you're trying to get that true experience. And like, I feel like a R34 or like an FD or a 100 is kind of like the very beginning of the electronic age where it's like you're truly with the car, you know? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you said R35, but yeah, R34 for sure, for sure. But now here's the thing. Is that just for us? Because like, I think that's true, but then I wonder if there's a younger generation that will look at like maybe 350Zs slash Zs I mean, those those are still in the same boat. Man. Yeah, 350Z yeah. and R34. Right. The... I hate them. Here's the thing. I didn't always hate them, but I hate them now. And that's like, I was around in the scene when they came out and I remember being like, holy shit, those are so great. And yeah. it's kind of, to me, it's like you either die a hero or live long <laughs> enough to become a villain. And that's yeah. what the 350Z to me is now. It's just like, why are you straight piped? And why do you sound awful? And why are... Uh, why do you have orange wheels? Why? Yeah. And, it's and just flat like, black why, paint. Why? And it's taken over this thing that I used to think was just amazing. But maybe that's just because of the availability, you know? Like when they're yeah. so cheap, so available, and well, so good. Like it's hard to deny. And it's like the cheapest thing you can get into... So if you don't give a shit and you're the guy who's going to spray paint half his wheel orange so it looks cool while he's out there drifting on the, you know, <laughs> completely stock wheels with like no front bumper and yeah, you know, that's the kind of guy who's going to get that car. There's yeah. not that, that guy's not going to pay $15,000 for a JZX100. Right. You know? So then so then maybe this is a thing though. Is that 350Zs are the new S chassis or cool. Well, it's funny cuz now an S chassis is probably worth more and is a more attention grabbing car whereas whatever seven years ago like if you saw a 350z driving you're like wow man that guy's putting it all on the line he's drifting a twenty thousand dollar car that's pretty new do you feel that the american market has done anything oh that's- dude like that's that's like an, a no-brainer <laughs> yeah, yeah they're the driving force you can they're literally the watch you can literally watch the price of everything in canada and it's not really that bad and it's just kind of like steady and then it goes up and like the minute the stuff is u.s legal you're like oh i can sell it to the states for five thousand dollars more than what i could sell it for in canada but but now i can sell it in usd and make 30 cents on the dollar as well but i mean the thing is it's not even if it's legal or not it's just when they catch wind of anything that's fucking cool or anything that i mean that's true yeah you know what i mean like jzx 100s aren't legal but like they'll still pay they're the ones who are paying all the money for them R34s aren't legal. Yeah. They never have been. And they still pay, f- like, remember yeah. Motorex and all those guys that were fucking selling them for 100 grand 10 years ago? Well, they had like, their own story attached to that. Because of that market, because the Americans will pay whatever the fuck you want, they want, you know? They'll just pay yeah. it. But it's the market's so much bigger, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's way bigger. But Canadians are turning around and asking Canadians to pay American prices for their car. I was just going to say that's the problem is like because the American dollar is the the driving force, then all the prices in Japan go up because they know that they can get that money. So the Canadians are priced out of the fucking market. Like unless you want to pay $20,000 for a JZX, like literally on B Ford or whatever, which is like, you know, bottom barrel fucking cars, you can't get a JZX that's manual for less than 20K. It feels like we're priced out of the market, sort of, but we're not. We always have the upper hand. We have cars 10 years before them. 15. And like, oh, yeah, 10. Yeah, no, we yeah. have 10. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we always get them for way cheaper before the before the market shoots up. But just the point, right? There's no more cars in the 2004 range that are desirable. So, what are you going to get a Skyline 350 GT, which is a G35? 
Nobody gives a fuck about that car. Why would you buy the $7,000 2.5 liter NA version from Japan when you could buy the 3.5 liter NA version from North America for $4,000? Yeah. There's exactly. no advantage. It's not like the JZX where you're getting a motor that's fucking amazing and mm-hmm. you're getting it for cheap and you're getting mm-hmm. a chassis that's pretty decent. There's there's no there's no reason to buy that car. That okay, that's another point. <laughs> it's like the sheep mentality. It's like I guarantee you 30 to 50% of these people never had a clue what a JZX100 chaser was like a fucking year or two ago. And it's just like now it's all over the internet. Like, you know, like YouTubers are getting them or whatever it may be. They're in the limelight and people are like, fuck, that thing shreds. That thing's sick. And it's like everybody and their mom wants. Uh, Funny story. When Carter took his to Super D the first time, someone saw uh, his car sliding around. They're like, man, that guy's shredding his Volvo. And I was like, no, man, that's a Toyota. (laughs) And he was blown away. Where should we be looking? Like, what new cars? Well, see, that's that's the thing. Is like, so what does Toyota even make now? That's that's even remotely excited about. Like, I don't know the Mark X, the Twenty Crown. Those are those are kind of cool looking cars. Kind of cool looking. Okay, so we have those cars that can't be stated. What kind of engine do they come with? And what kind of GR? They have the the automatic V six. They're all it's all Toyotas have always been automatic. Okay. That that maybe that's the appeal of the 100. It's like the only car that was like, all right, we'll give you a manual. Maybe. I mean, they well, gave you one. It yeah. It's hard to get. It's hard to find. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing too. Is like because that that crossover happened. Like those cars, you know, nobody knows what the fuck is after a JZX 100. People barely know what 110s are. It's like you yeah. could. You could you could have a picture of like the sickest 110, like the Verosa, like the Freeze Verosa, or like any of those Mark IIs that are like remotely good looking, or Eric's car that had the blit front, and they're like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool, but it's not a chaser. You know what I mean? It's like, well, actually, this is a fucking much better car. It has a U.S. counterpart, and it looks way fucking cooler. So like, but like you're not, you know, I guess oh. it's not a 100. So again, part of that is subjective. Wait two years though, right? Two years, and that yeah, subjective switch is. Yeah, you well, you wait till someone comes along and builds it that has a lot of followers, and then and yeah. that's part of it, right? <laughs> exactly. How it goes. Just all need to shake hands with the fact that you know, like this era is probably almost done, and if you don't have what you want now, maybe you should start looking forward and picking the next chassis from like the mid two thousands to late two thousands that you want. Or and I mean that's that's a perfect example of why. Nissan will kind of always be that company because like they never lost that focus. They have the 350, they have the 370, they have the new 400. I mean, the R35 is an insane car. They have those new, the new sedans, the Q, you know, with the, with the VR motors, like those things are insane. And then Toyota is just kind of like, well, here's a nice looking sedan with like a pretty average motor. Oh, you want to, you want a manual? Hmm. We don't do that anymore. It's like, like it, you're gonna build, you're gonna build an IS two fifty. Sure, I guess. Like, what about ISF? Yeah, that's a cool car. With, I mean, but like, can you, can you even put a manual in that car? But I mean, to me, the ISF is like the R thirty five. I mean, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to argue for autos, but like, I'm just saying, it's like, you know, like it's, it is the best option, quote unquote, yeah. if you want ultimate performance. Yeah. No, I and mean, like, it's a cool car. And like Lexus. It's, it's Lexus and like if Lexus is going to make a performance car they're going to make a you know like the LFA like I don't think you you can't row the gears in LFA right like I mean the new Supra is a perfect example it's like 
you know, like it's a, it's a good car, but like you don't see people buying supers and going drifting because you, you can't. Except right? in Formula D, I imagine. I don't watch, I don't <laughs> well, I mean, watch Formula D anymore. If, so if you take know. a Supra shell or chassis it's bare and, bone, yeah. and then insert drivetrain B into it, sure, it's a Supra that's drifting, but you don't go and buy a Supra and then, you know, take it to a drift event. Yeah, or like a stage jet. Oh, no, wait, that's what someone is doing. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? I can't remember. I don't know. That guy must be an idiot. The other thing that like is driving re- prices ridiculous right now is the whole uh, Waffle House, where now you can ask whatever thirty percent more than there's a reasonable asking price, and realistically get it actually in in the bank, because people are buying spots at a hundred dollars a spot, and they feel like they stand a chance to win your car or or wheels or whatever it may be. I feel that that's driving prices too. Like. And I totally agree with you on that. I think that's true because it's like you see people not be able to move their car for the amount that they're asking. So then they shift to the people can't seem to do air quote on waffle. But the thing is, is like what we're not taking into account is that's not actual like selling costs. That's a chance to win a car. It's just gambling. But I mean, I mean, buddy guy, the person who sold sold it it for 15 grand, you know what I mean? They don't give a yeah. shit who bought it. Exactly. No, yeah, for sure. Or, or I, where the money came from. Yeah. I want my money to be ethically sourced. <laughs> ethically sourced, yeah. And fucking free range. Um, no, no Blitz Blood Diamonds for you. That's right. I was going to say, why are Blitz Three so expensive? Fucking, you're <laughs> asking me, man. Those, I don't even like those wheels. Like, It's like a I, mediocre wheel. And all of a sudden, it's like superstardom. Some people asking, "What three thousand for a pair?" Like, get the fuck out of here! To, to sheep, me, sheep, t- sheep, sheep. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it, it's funny uh, you chant that because I, I was about to say something, and uh, it totally reflects on what I was about to say. It makes me almost not even want to say it. I paid fourteen hundred dollars for a pair of long champs for my Corolla, which back then seemed absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, even now it seems a bit ridiculous when I say it out loud, but I, I sold them for more than I paid for them. Um, but also, yeah, that is probably one of those sheep things where it's just like, that was the wheel that I saw on the Corollas. That was the wheel that I liked. So no matter what the price was, like I was going to get that wheel for my Corolla. And also in like 15 by 10, negative 38, it was a huge size, but like, yeah, there was a sick. Yeah, we get it. You're really cool. No, I'm just saying it's like it feels like that wheel was always super expensive because that was the wheel that went on the car that had that look, and everyone just same thing, cheap to that look, you know. The Blitz 03 is is a is a JZX 100 chaser of wheels, man. I mean, I'm not saying that it's it sucks. It's not a shitty wheel. It's round. If it's if it's tires and it looks (laughs) decent, but is is it worth three grand? Not a chance. For three thousand dollars, you can get a set, like a brand new set of like way sicker wheels. You know why people don't? Because they can't look at a fucking work catalog and imagine a cool looking wheel. They have to see, oh, look at my buddy has Blitz O threes, or this guy has Blitz O threes. I want Blitz O threes. It's like there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of wheels that look better than that. So, so I'll just be the devil's advocate here and be like, it's all about rarity here, though. You can't just go in order blitz 03s out of the work catalog today no, you like, can't you no, can't no. buy them you know what i mean so there there's only a limited supply in the earth and you can't just go out and buy them brand new well let's talk about volt gtc's let's talk about bail sides let's talk about uh 
Pia Raza's. Let's talk about any other cool looking three piece wheel that like is not a Blitz 03. And like, yeah, and why, do pe- gone, why do people all gone through the roof? I mean, not, 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 not as not much as that particular wheel. That I would say about. the Koenig Monster, like the SSR uh, yeah, Koenigs, yeah, no, the, the, are probably... Wheels, yeah, those wheels are so expensive as well. But I mean, you can still get an OZ Futura, which is basically almost mm-hmm. the same wheel for significantly cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a wheel geek. So like there's a hundred million sets of wheels that I'd probably build before Blitz 03s. But then you're not going to get that same recognition at the car meet. Like yeah, I got exactly. veil sides that are the craziest veil sides. Like eighty percent of the people don't even know what they are. I thought they were uh, ESRs. <laughs> yeah, bro. I have no ties to Blitz O3s. I think they're neat enough. Uh, I understand that they must capture some sense of nostalgia for some people somewhere, yeah. right? Which is what we're all chasing at this point. Is like, I'm not a little kid anymore, or like a sixteen-year-old <laughs> buying a car. I'm. I'm going to be 37. So it's like, I'm just looking for things from like my glory days. You know, I just want to listen to Bruce Springsteen drive around in an Aristo. <laughs> so are you going to have a period correct 2000 Aristo? Is my car period correct now? See, I, I mean, that's a tough one, man. I feel that's subjective too. It's like, yeah. That's Gerard for no. <laughs> no, I, I I think your car looks sick. I mean, that's that's what I mean. I think your car... It, I think your car is period correct, but it's also like a cool period correct. It's not like, yeah, yeah. You have like some some kind of bunk wheels on it. You have wheels that like look fitting and sporty, and they're in a really appropriate size for the car. This is a perfect time for a shout out because wheels wouldn't fit the way they didn't if it wasn't for serial nine parts. So that's yeah. a thing. You know what you need? Ganadors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's an excellent thing to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, it was pretty funny. I didn't really, I mean, I've seen those mirrors. You see them all the time on YJ, like back in the day. And it's like all of a sudden people are flipping out for these Ganadors. And I was like, yeah, what's what's the deal with this, with Ganadors? I mean, they're like, whatever, kind of like a different mirror. They're not like amazing. Yeah, they're like a E46 M3 style adapted to every car. Yeah, and it's like all of a sudden people are paying like, 500 bucks 600 bucks 800 bucks i don't even know what they're worth anymore but like dude they're mirrors? like 11, 1200 bucks okay yeah like mirrors dude you're paying 1200 bucks for mirrors what fucking turbo do you have on your car like what lsd do you have in your car that's like, like spending 1200 dollars <laughs> on like vip tables <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i mean like also like those the you know those like chasing or vip tail lights that are like whatever oh, yeah, thousand to twenty eight hundred dollars or more. Like, like I personally just feel like, yeah, there's like you know way better ways to spend your money. But I mean, like once you have everything, I kind of you know like maybe yes, there's if you're like do. like those super guys that literally have to buy every single part aftermarket, regardless if it's better or not. It's just is aftermarket. Well, you gotta check that box. Yeah, you gotta check that box. Yeah, so I don't know. It's like this. It's just the prices are insane. I think the one thing that we skirted was what car. Ah, uh, yes, that's a good thing driving? to talk about. Like, because it's like we've all said, like, oh, there's all these great cars, but like, look, Gerard is always, in my mind, going to take the most like out there car and <laughs> try to drift <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, Kevin. I, I just get what I can get for cheap. Honestly, yeah. the UCF 20 Celsius, though, that was like the one car that I was like, I want that car. 
I looked for that car. I bought that car. The Verosa was cool. I would have definitely 100% built a Verosa. But um, of course you would have, because the Verosa is such a, like, a weird-looking <laughs> car. Like, that's what I mean. Is like, yeah. I mean, he has the Blit wagon, and he doesn't really seem to care about that so much. But you have the Nissan wagon, which is the same thing, which I can understand when it's like you have two, you know, you have two pairs of shoes, one that's more comfortable than the other, and they're, they're both white high tops. Like, <laughs> like, you know? Well, that's the thing is I would gladly trade the Blit for a Verosa. I would 100% build a Verosa street drift car instead of the Blit. But I mean, I always just thought the Blit was kind of cool because it's so fucking weird and like kind of ugly and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's very like, that's actually what I'm getting at right there is like the serial nineness of all of this is like, the Alteza and the Arista were dumb, and then you guys choose the more like rare kind of like we didn't have you know, like, JZX nineties or one hundred child type thing. Exactly. You choose. I mean, the, the plan the the plan made sense from a business point though. Those cars are available in North America. We can sell like the you know the breed wide body for both of those cars. Like yeah. the Alteza one never got done, but like you know that that made sense from a business standpoint to have the cars that people could actually buy. Yeah, I, again, I'm not here to question your business practices. That's not. <laughs> I, All right. I, I think you're doing. Well, that's how. No, but I mean, I'm just saying that's why we ended up with those cars. I think but you're I mean, doing I, a really good job running Serial 9. But it is also oh, notable. Thanks, buddy. It is also notable that neither of us gave a shit about JZX 100s before. I mean, we still don't really, but like, I think they're great cars, but we never, that those those were never our goal cars. Yeah. Like, did you ever want one, Kevin? Well, I mean, I, obviously not very much. Because, <laughs> like, you know, like, we could have had them for yeah, pennies on the totally... dollar to what they are now. But, I mean. Yeah, like... I mean, they've been sitting outside our shop with blown motors for fucking months on end. And, like. But here's the thing. We still haven't answered. Like, we have, like, yeah, Gerard's in the stage, which, like, look, I don't fully expect people to listen to a Serial 9 podcast and be like, man, Gerard's got a stage wagon i should go buy one of those and put a 2j in it and then drift it like that's and like no, even I... the crown like i get the crown is has the same like setup as an alteza but like i don't also think that a lot of people are going to go out and be like the meme king of serial nine has a crown i'm gonna go buy a crown like that's the, that's the thing i guess serial nine is kind of always that like i don't know if you want to call it just being different or just being ahead or just being fucking anti anti normal i don't know what it is but yeah it's all three of the things <laughs> together and living in like weird harmony dancing on a piano but it still doesn't answer the question for everyone else it's like if i didn't drive the aristo yeah and i'm gonna buy a car from let's say the <clears> mid 2000s to be like a boy racer and whatever yeah what am i going to buy let's like try to predict what the future market is like, what is going to be the chassis that people are going to want to be in from the mid-2000s? Hey, like, you name it from Toyota, Kevin, because I couldn't fucking tell you. Yeah, I mean, fr from Toyota, the only thing that's going to stand the test of time is the BRZ. It, I mean, I've, I don't care for that car, but, like, you talk about boy racer car, yeah. car that was meant to be sold to that market, that's that car. Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, it's funny you say that because not even it didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> but that it, is the it absolute was super funny. Answer. Like, because like I was asking Jake today, I'm like, "Hey, Jake, you have twenty five thousand dollars. What do you buy? Like a brand new BRZ or an eight six Corolla?" 
And he was just like, there's no way I'd spend $25,000 on either one of those cars. And I was like, yeah, man, neither would I. Like, neither would I. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I don't know. Like, what Like, what are you going to pick? Like, IS350 because you you can stick shift it? Like, like. Can you get, I you stick get... shift in IS350? Yes. Yeah, 350 I... came stick. No, 250 came stick. Oh, sorry, it's the other way. My bad. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you could put that tranny on. You could put that tranny into that car. Yeah. Okay. But also, then you got you're stuck with a fucking GR 3.5 V6 that you can do absolutely nothing to because nobody, nobody because makes nobody parts for them. Fucks with Toyotas, exactly. Yeah. Like nobody and cracks Toyota these doesn't give a sh- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Toyota doesn't give a shit about people tuning, tuning it. They them. just want to make like a reliable car that will still work everything in 20 years, which like you you can respect. And that's why people, you know, that's why there's people still like driving these missile cars. Like there's no, there's no people still driving missile laurels. Like they just, they just don't survive. Yeah, they know? don't. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Nissan. And it's super funny because you can literally see like a JZX 90 or 100 that's like smashed to within millimeters of its life. Yet it's still completely shredding because the engine, the drivetrain, the suspension, the brakes are still like 99% perfect but like it's got no bumpers no lights no no trunk no rear end no doors no nothing yeah, no windows still, yeah but like the alignment still stays true and like <laughs> the drivetrain still lasts you can still clutch kick that thing to the moon yeah. like and that that's why i love toyotas but. yeah i mean that's it that's a hundred percent funny you should say that because the question wasn't that's why i love toyotas but like that you got there <laughs> i was gonna say the thing that excites me most that i learned from this call is that now I could buy an IS350, bring it to you guys. I feel like we're good enough <laughs> friends now and be like, hey, let's put a manual transmission in this. And now I'm just stoked on the future. Uh, yeah. Because I'm good. not you guys, and I love the most basic things possible for the import, like car thing. So I like the idea of taking, I believe you guys referred to the Alteza and the first episode we did as a rear wheel drive Civic, so, is that? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I love that it is that thing because it takes gives you the opportunity to take it and like kind of make it your own. And it's like this blank canvas and whatever other hooey bullshit I can put on that. But I loved <laughs> taking like mediocre things and trying to like think. To me, that's always been the essence of like, Serial 9? No, not Serial 9. <laughs> no, it totally no. is. Is no, it? that totally is like. I mean, none wow. of us have had the nice cars. I've never had a Supra. We've never had a Chaser. Yeah, I yeah. Guess it's you're like right. take the, right. you, you take you, the you shitty take ones. the X8 Cressida. Like, yeah. you don't take the 100 Chaser. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying that based on your like your dislove for the Alteza, where <laughs> I really like Altezas, like, and I really like Aristos. I really like these like plain Jane cars. But you're right. You're but you're more in that vicinity of like if you still like the Verosas like I look at a Verosa and I'm like hey you know who can never own a Verosa this guy and I'm going to pick <laughs> myself because I don't know what to do with that car because it's such an out there car to begin with I know that if Gerard were to have a Verosa it would probably look pretty cool because like Gerard's that personality type that could take a Verosa and build a Verosa what I'm trying to get back to is I like the idea of putting a manual transmission in an IS350. <laughs> <laughs> that's what all that was about. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like the idea that if anything ever happened to the Arista, that there's... Well, I can make that happen for you, brother. 
We take it for a drive on the track there, bro. I show it, yeah. I show it a nice wall. Did somebody move that barrier? They move those fucking barriers. <laughs> Yo, bro, I tried yeah, to Gerard move that barrier. <laughs> yeah, all right. So takeaway from this is, again, going back, if I told you you had to build a car from the 2000s, we kind of already know what Gerard would do because he's, he's doing it. Kevin, yeah. what would you do? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, he's doing honestly, it. <laughs> the crown was made up in 2006 so there you go he's doing it uh yeah i, I don't know i i'm i have the aristo right now that i would gladly trade for uh, like an is 250 350 i guess to take it back the only reason i have the stage is because if you ask me the most exciting car from that era would be the 350z or variants of that chassis and so yeah it would be like a g35 sedan or luckily for us, we get the M35, which is the Stagia. So it's basically just a 350Z wagon. So yeah, that's what I would build. And that's what I'm building. So uh, what did we learn today, guys? JDM is expensive. And the future is bleak. The future yeah. is now. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on uh, this episode of Serial Podcast 9, Episode 2. Yes, the Phantom Menace. It's not the order of those movies. That's what makes it even better. Makes it worse. I'm upset about it. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Hasta luego. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.